Hi, it's Jason Waters and welcome to my Mortgage Minute. Today I have with us Greg Kersner. Welcome, Greg, to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Well, I'm based here in Metro Atlanta, Georgia, and um, we are sort of in the, the full real estate business. I started out uh, many, many decades ago as a real estate broker, and uh, we still have a real estate brokerage, which is a, a branded uh, Realty franchise brokerage. Uh, but we also then kind of expanded into property management and uh, general, you know, general contracting, if you will, renovation, remodeling. And um, in 2019, we sort of made a, a pivot away from management. We sold that division and uh, took those monies and, and launched a fix and flip fund of our own. Uh, okay. We had worked and have worked and continue to work with large institutions on that side. And we just wanted to start doing that on our own. So that's a point of emphasis for us this year is to grow our fix and flip fund as well. So how does that work? I hear I have people all the time asking about fix and flip. So, well, you know, I think if you're in a real estate investor, you're either buying them uh, to fix them and resell them, or you're buying them to hold them as a rental investment. And the majority of people do hold them. Um, for us, we, you know, we want to not manage properties for a while since we've been doing it for, we did it for about 15 years. And uh, we have an expertise because we're sort of vertically integrated um, with the brokerage. Uh, we've been sourcing properties for institutions like Invitation Homes and Tricon American. And so we have that expertise to find them. Uh, we also own a licensed general contracting company so we can fix them. And it works out extremely well because we're essentially able to do things at, you know, at a really competitive cost and, um, and do them for ourselves so we're in complete control. And that's what we enjoy. That's great. That's a great market, great model. So let's talk about real estate as an investment. I know we all see it as a, obviously a place to live, but let's, let's kind of think of the rich dad, poor dad part of it. Real estate as an investment, what does it look like? Well, a lot of people that are, you know, it seems like whenever you go to a cocktail party and you talk about real estate, people are gravitating towards you and really uh, particularly investment real estate because everybody wants to invest in real estate. And I think stocks and bonds and other is, is pretty normal and mainstream, but real estate for a lot of people is something they want to do, but they don't know how. So um, I always want to encourage people to do it. Um, I, I think that it offers really two primary, two secondary benefits. And it's different than stocks and bonds because, you know, stocks typically appreciate bonds generally give you income, but real estate does both. And so that's, that's a nice feature that you can't get with the other. The other thing is, is that you get some tax benefits that you don't, that you don't see elsewhere. You have depreciation, which you know, allows you to, if you will, shelter passive income. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've got somebody in, in your house paying your mortgage. So it's a great way to own a long-term, or if you will, build long-term wealth. So that's one of the things that I think is, is particularly interesting about real estate versus stocks and bonds. Sure. The other thing that I would mention is that it's it's a relatively stable investment now, you know, uh, with the whole GameStop thing and everything that's going on, uh, people can get a little out of whack with investments uh, in stocks and bonds. But if you put a tenant in a the property, they're there for a year. So you're locked in, your income's locked in for a year and things don't typically move, you know, up or down too dramatically. So if you need to sell, you can. If you need to buy, then you can. Sure. You know, I'm doing, uh, I do a decent amount of investment home loans and it's amazing. Even with the rates going up over the last several weeks, we're still 
three and a half, three and a quarter for an investment property, which is amazing. And it so is. it's uh closed one yesterday, three and a quarter. And so they were upset at what in the twos. I said, well, this is an investment property. <laughs> it's not the same. A little riskier. Yeah. But it's, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome doing it. So no, tell so me about this. Um, what are a few ways people can get into the business? That's well, the biggest question I always get. And, and exactly. And it's, and it's an important question because I think that's one of the downsides of real estate and why a lot of people aren't more into it than they are is, is that um, it's, it typically has two things that stocks and bonds don't. It has a high barrier of entry. So, you know, if you want to buy a house, you're probably looking at spending, you know, at least six figures or else, you know, cash plus a, a loan. And so houses are expensive compared to stocks and bonds. Um, the other thing is, is that it's typically an active investment meaning that even if you're hiring a property manager and a real estate agent and an attorney and a guy that cuts the grass, you're still actively involved in that real estate. That's a lot different than owning a, you know, hundred shares of Apple. So those things people have to get their arms around and they are a little bit more work. So if, if you're not prepared to do that, it's maybe not a good investment, but if you do it properly and you put professionals together, uh, then it should go extremely well. So those, those are some of the barriers um, but what I suggest a lot of people, especially those that don't have a lot of cash to put in a home, um, are to look at getting in some other way. And there is an interesting dynamic that's coming out now uh, in, in the investment world where they're selling fractional shares of a single home, if you will. Mm. So there are platforms like roofstock.com and others that are places that investors or wannabe investors can go and find homes that have been vetted and they can run the numbers, but there are also opportunities for them to sort of buy a fractional share, you know, buy $5,000 worth of this house investment. So you get somewhat the benefit of that specific investment, but also you're not having to put all of the money into it. Yeah. Another way that I think is great, especially if you don't have a ton of money is to look at doing investment for groups like us. I mean, there are those fix and flippers. Those are those people that want to buy properties and, uh, and hold them, and they don't have a lot of cash of their own. So make, uh, being a, uh, if you will, a private money lender, and I know that kind of goes against what you do typically, but there are people out there that are willing to lend money to investors who uh, use that money as down payments, and then they finance them, or they're buying them for, you know, with that money, if that no, makes private, sense. Yeah, private money lender, they have their space, we have our space. I mean, right. example, what we do is for people that want to buy and hold, you know, and and rent it out and get long-term cash flow. So, exactly. And and your rates are obviously much much better. Uh, but for those folks that are looking for kind of short-term financing, uh, you know, sometimes private money is an effective way to go. Greg, I want to ask you. So, what kind of what are the rookie mistakes? What are the gotchas that a brand new investor uh, might fall into? Um, a lot of times, I think it falls into two categories. Uh, one is is that especially new investors have. A hesitancy to pull a trigger, uh, call it a analysis paralysis. So, um, you know, they, they'll do their analysis, they'll run it through their modeling, they'll ask all their friends and family. And uh, a lot of times these deals, especially nowadays, are really, really, um, you have to make decisions very quickly. And so they'll, they'll miss out on a lot of potentially good opportunities because they're just not really comfortable pulling the trigger. So, so that takes a while for them to get comfortable with. And then I think once they do that once or twice, um, they are able to kind of decide and, and move forward. Um, the other one that I say is, is that 
it's it's a saying we have around here, which is, is that the best way to make a million dollars in real estate is to start with two million, so that you have the opportunity <laughs> to um, make a lot of mistakes and and learn from them. But where I think a lot of investors go wrong is that they they don't want to work with professionals because they don't feel like they can afford to pay them, whether it's the real estate agent or the, the general contractor or the property manager, they think, okay, I want to do this myself. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make, especially early on, is to try and do things that they have no experience or expertise in on their own. So I always tell them, I said, whether it's you know this deal only or it's the first couple, certainly make sure you use everybody you can, make a little less profit on it. But allow them to teach you some of the things that are important for you to know how to do. And among them, the most important, in my opinion, is the property manager, if you're going to hold the property for rental. Don't try and you know collect the rent and do the paperwork and deal with the evictions and all that other stuff on your own, especially right out of the gate. That's where a lot of times people can get very seriously in legal trouble. Yep. I've I've been there, been an investor and had to evict someone and they left an inoperable car in the garage and, you know, the house was trashed. And, and then I'm thinking, why am I, after going to court twice, why am I doing this myself? So yeah, I hear you, man. Yes. Um, well, thanks. That's all the time we have today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. No, it's my pleasure. Look forward to uh, continuing our conversations. I, how can folks get in touch with you? Uh, well, we have a couple of places they can find us uh, if they are interested in investing in real estate and uh, they want to see some of the inventory we have uh, or work with us. They can reach me at um, info, I-N-F-O at residium.com and residium is R-E-S-I-D-E-U-M.com. Um, we also do general contracting, renovation, remodeling. So if they're an investor or homeowner in the metro Atlanta area, and they want quotes for whether it's partial or whole remodeling of their home, we can uh, help them out as well. They can reach me at the same contact information and I'll forward it over to our, um, our renovation team. Great. Thanks so much, Greg. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. It's great to see you and uh, have a great evening. Nice day. Well, and folks, you. you can reach me at 404-403-8787 or online watersteam.co and always on Facebook, uh, the Waters Team Affinity Home Lending. Take care until next time.